Welcome to the Real Life Weight Loss Podcast, where we cut through the confusion and get down to the truth about what really works for real people when it comes to losing weight, having incredible health, and a body that you love. We believe that losing weight is really about gaining life, doing things you never thought you could, having renewed confidence, and enjoying your body more than ever. I'm your host, Corey Little. Now let's get to it. What's up, my friends? Welcome back. This is episode number 87, and today you are in for a treat. Uh, As you probably know, recently in past episodes, I've been bringing on real people who have gotten real results, and I let them share their story, the ups, the downs, the highs, the lows, everything in between. And that's exactly what we're doing today. I hope you are excited, because I definitely am. You're going to meet Susanna, and her story is subtle, but it's powerful. She and I discuss how to make weight loss sustainable. We talk about the keys to overcoming shame around your body and food choices and the tremendous power of community and being part of a group where you feel supported and encouraged and cared for. And you also share common experiences with each other. Listen, please don't let the subtlety of her story, the subtleness whichever one's the right word, I don't know. (laughs) Don't let that part of her story fool you. This episode is absolutely full of weight loss wisdom, so grab your pad and your pen and your coffee, and let's dig in. Without further ado, let's roll the interview. All right, well, welcome, Susanna. Thank you so much for your time today. I know that time is precious, and I really appreciate your willingness to do this. So let's let's jump in. Let's begin by you just telling us a little bit of your story, kind of who you are and and what your health and weight loss journey has been like and uh you know maybe stuff you've tried in the past or or anything like that. So go for it. Okay, thanks Corey and thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate this. Well, you know, I grew up I was always an athlete. You know, I played tennis growing up, played tennis through high school. Um And then in college, I ran a few races and really kind of caught the running bug. Uh, I've been a runner ever since then. And, you know, for a long time, you know, that was sort of enough. You know, I can remember in my 20s, you know, to get ready for the summer, to get ready for, you know, bathing suit weather. You know, I'd go out, run a couple miles every day for a week or two. I'd be good to go, right? That's all it took. <laughs> you know, and as time has gone on, you know, that has certainly not been enough. But it's just, you know, it's interesting that it it it, it was sort of back in the day. So I do remember um, when I was about 28, I sort of felt like, you know, 30 was looming. And so I decided, wow, this is it's sort of now or never if I really want to get into really great shape, you know, I, I got to do it before I'm 30. Mm. And so body for life. Do you remember mm. that with Bill Phillips? Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I love okay. it. So I joined in on that craze. Right. Oh. And I will say I did learn a couple of great things that have stuck with me since I did it. Right. Mm. Like, making sure you eat a protein with a carb, right? Like that was a really huge kind of new thing for me. Um, I will say though, (laughs) those days off, you know how you got one day off a week Mm -hmm. to be able to eat whatever you wanted? Uh Oh, (laughs) 
<laughs> those got crazy. Those got almost kind of ugly, to be honest with you. Um, and, you know, and so while I, I did keep a couple of those habits that stay with me today, um, you know, that overall program wasn't totally sustainable for me. Um, so then, you know, I got into my early thirties and, and to be perfectly honest, I went through a divorce mm-hmm. and, um, the way I coped with that was I started running and I mm-hmm. ran and I ran and I ran and I ran and I ran. And so over the next six or seven years, I ended up completing 35 marathons. It just kind of became my craze. Yeah. 35 marathons. It was my lifestyle, right? Because all my friends were sort of married and they were starting their families. And here I am kind of suddenly back in the single Mm. mode. And, um, you know, for me, it was just a really great way to occupy my time and to do some traveling. And it was just a really great sort of hobby for me Mm. at that time in my life. And so I was in really great shape at that point. Um, And I also, I ended up eating very well and very healthy in a really sort of organic kind of a way. Because when I started building up the miles to start running marathons, I still had really unhealthy eating habits. I was eating a lot of fast food. And at the beginning, I could get away with it. Um, because I think I was logging all these new miles and my body wasn't quite used to it. And, and I was able to kind of burn those calories, but then over time it was starting to catch up with me, but also the more I was running, the more I started craving healthier foods Mm. and the more I actually started wanting to incorporate more vegetables in. And just, it was interesting because over time my diet really morphed into something very healthy. And as I got better at the running and as I started performing better, I also started seeing that the lighter I was, the faster I ran, the Mm. faster my times were. Um, So I was in this really great groove of racing and eating well and feeling really good about my fitness level. Um, And then I met my current husband, which was awesome in my late thirties, but he's not a runner. And so then my lifestyle changed and, you know, quite honestly, I really didn't want to spend my weekends running marathons after that. Um, You know, I still tried to stay in shape and I, you know, still ran to a degree, but I wasn't logging those kind of miles and I wasn't racing. And then at the age of 40, I had my daughter, which was very, very exciting. Mm. Um, And again, I don't want to spend my whole weekends running marathons when I've got a new baby at home and a child to raise. Um, you know, I've just been kind of focusing on that and family life and still doing some running. Um, but what I was finding was I, my food habits were starting to kind of get a little bit unhealthier, just bit by bit, you know, just, you're, you're seeing your child eat the chips and boy, they look good and, and they're there and, you know, let me have some and boy, those goldfish look pretty good. And, you know, and, you know, Cheez-Its go really well with a glass of red wine and, you know, you just kind (laughs) of, you start slipping and, and, and that stuff becomes more normal. 
And so what I was finding was just a little bit by little bit, I was putting on just a little bit of weight. Um, and over time, you know, it was starting to affect my clothes and starting to need like a new clothing size. And so last January, not, not of 2020, but of 2019, I actually watched you, Corey, you had sort of a, I don't know if I want to call it a commercial, but you had sort of an ad for your group Uh for weight loss. And you said something in that, that just, it was like you were speaking directly to me. And I hadn't even, I hadn't even thought about joining a program, starting a program, Mm -hmm. hadn't even thought about it. But you were talking about, it was January and you were saying, look, don't let spring and summer come and then you be mad at yourself because you're not in the shape you want to be in, Hmm. you know, for the warmer weather. And, you know, I have to be honest, I wish I had a little bit more of a noble reason (laughs) (laughs) for, for joining, but I felt like you were speaking to me because I had felt that way the previous spring and summer that, Mm. you know, we have a pool, but I was a little bit reluctant to have people over because I just wasn't feeling as good about how I was looking at my bathing suit and my shorts and that kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. So I signed up right there on the spot. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So January, 2019, right? That's right. That's when it all started. That's awesome. I didn't mean to interrupt. If there was more coming after that, you go ahead. No, no, I just, you know, I was just sort of, you know, I just, I just wasn't feeling as good about myself. I, you know, I just, I was just feeling like I was going in the wrong direction. Hmm. So, you know, there's quite a few things that you said in there and that are so powerful. And I just wanted to kind of point out one is the whole concept that like, for most of us, there is a time in our life where we can quote unquote, get away with it. You know, like we can, we can get away with a little more fast food. We can get away with grabbing a handful of Cheez-Its or, you know, chips from the kids or whatever the case is. And then eventually, be it our thirties or forties or whenever we start realizing, wow, like I can't get away with this stuff anymore, you know? And it's not that our, we're our body's terrible or our nutrition I think a lot of times our nutrition does kind of degrade more than we realize and our activity kind of goes lower and lower more than we realize, especially uh, once we get married, once we have families, that's a trend that I see a lot with clients is, you know, a lot of times when they're single, they're more active, they're more conscientious of, you know, the foods they're putting into their body. And then when we get married and start a family, things just kind of, we settle into a groove and, Unfortunately, a lot of times it's an unhealthy groove. And so that's a, that's a common theme, but we get to that point where we can't get away with it. Now, what I think is fascinating is how you talked about when you would run, it almost made you want to kind of naturally want to eat healthier. And it's so funny because there's, I think there's two distinct things that happens there. Some people are like you and they go, okay, man, I'm exercising. This makes me feel great. I want to put great stuff into my body. But I think there's also that, that double-edged sword where people go, okay, I'm exercising, so I'm that much more entitled to eat X, Y, Z, you know, to eat a donut, to eat whatever. And so it's, it's always fascinating to me which route people go with that. And then lastly, you mentioned, you said, I wish there was more of a noble reason, but I just wanted to look great come spring and summer. And, you know, here's the thing. People, people rarely want to admit it, but 
we want to look a certain way. We have appearance goals, you know, and my hope and goal as a coach, and I mean, you've been, you know, part of this program, you've been in my inner circle and live life loose fat program for, you know, gosh, over, you know, what, a year and a half now, my secret underlying goal is to help people, you know, change their appearance and ways that they like, but also to kind of get them to a deeper level of why so that, you know, they, because if we're always just chasing an appearance goal, we're ultimately number one, going to be dissatisfied. And then number two, it's, it's fleeting. And, and so if we can get to a deeper level of why of, you know, how the foods make me feel, how much I enjoy the exercise component and so forth and things like that. So, um, I, I feel like you're there. Is that a safe assumption? Yeah. You know, I, I do, I, I do still kind of fall in that trap, Corey, of like, where, where's, where's the finish line for that? Right. Mm -hmm. Cause they're just, I never find one. Um, but, but that's the interesting thing is, you know, once now that I've gotten into this groove now of the healthier eating, it is less about the appearance and it is more about, Oh my gosh, I feel so much better. I physically mm -hmm. feel so much better. Um, mm -hmm. so then it kind of becomes both. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great point. It is, and it, it's not, I don't believe the appearance goals ever totally leave. <laughs> you know, I think you make a fantastic point. It's eventually we, we layer things on top of that. Yeah. We'd like to look a certain way or fit into a certain size of clothes, but man, we also just love the way we feel. And we also, you know, love that our family is eating healthier overall. And we love that our cholesterol's down or we, you know, all, all these things. And so, uh, I think that's powerful to, to know that number one, it's not like those vanity goals aren't bad. You know, that's, that's a common thing that runs along all human beings. And, and, and number two, it's, they never go away. We just kind of try to, I guess, layer them and fortify them with other things that, that really can help us stand the test of time, you know? So, um, so you, we said that you've been in my inner circle and live life loose fat program for about a year and a half. So what kind of, what has your experience, you, you said why you decided to join because I, I talked about the spring and summer months, but what has your experience been like over the past year and a half? Uh, well, I've really enjoyed seeing other people's stories mm -hmm. um, and see that there is this whole group of people who have very similar goals to me and that are working at it but, I, you know, I have to say, I would have to say maybe my favorite part of that is it's really not about anybody being perfect. Like <laughs> I never really see anybody being quote unquote perfect. We're all just trying to do a little bit better. And I really love that aspect of it. Yeah, no, that's, that's huge. And I'm sure you've heard me preach against perfect perfect and perfectionism so much in the group that it's, you know, you probably get sick of it, but you're, you're absolutely right. It, if we can just take steps, you've used the perfect word to get better, you know, better little bit by little bit. It's, it's such a powerful thing. And when someone attempts any goal on their own, you feel, I, I, I like to say people feel like they're on diet Island. You know, it's like, you're, you're, a, you're like Tom Hanks in what's the name of that movie? Um, Castaway. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. You're, you're like Tom Hanks in Castaway and you're, you're stranded on diet Island by yourself. Nobody understands what you're going through. Nobody gets it. 
And then you conjure this idea in your head that you, you know, I've got to be perfect with this. And if I screw up, then it's the beginning of the end and I'm terrible and I'm horrible. And the beauty and power of like a group, like you said, a group of people who are in a similar place and striving for a similar goal, even if, and here's the thing that's so powerful is that it doesn't matter if someone's trying to lose 50 pounds or I know you, you only wanted to lose what, 10, 10 or 15 pounds. Is that correct? Yeah, maybe about maybe 10, I would say. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't matter if someone's wanting to lose 50 or 10 or 60 or 100 or 25 or anything in between. The concepts are the same and the life experience is the same. That's the such like what you're talking about. That's the part that's so encouraging is that you can see how, wait a minute, we're all, <laughs> we're all connected and we're all, we're all way more way more alike. We're all much more similar than we are different. And it's so encouraging to see other people have similar experiences, similar struggles, and then to learn how they overcame them. So I love that. Uh, And that kind of naturally segues into the next question I had. So I'm going to throw two or three questions at you. You can answer one of them or all three of them or whatever. So uh, number one, kind of what's been your favorite part of, of being part of the group or maybe what surprised you most about something that, you know, you learned in the group or maybe what was the biggest like aha game changer realization for you throughout this process. So one or two or all of those, whatever sounds best to you. Okay. So, you know, I touched on one of my favorite parts about connecting with others, but also I think it's been really great to find a plan that I can make work with my lifestyle where I don't have to be miserable, Mm. where I don't have to feel like I'm restricting and I can't have the things I love to eat. I still can. I'm just not going to do it every single day. And so I really, I really love that aspect of it. Um, I think one thing that kind of surprised me is, you know, the incremental way in which we change our habits is so much easier Mm. than trying to, to revamp your entire life starting on a Monday, you know, and like I've heard you say, and then you're miserable by Wednesday and, you know, we quit it. Right. But, but when we do it so incrementally, it just becomes almost painless. And then once you have established this newer, healthier habit, one at a time, you don't even really think about going back. And then I think, you know, the, the big game changer for me was as the lifelong runner, essentially, <laughs> is, you know, I really wasn't seeing the weight loss that I was expecting once I changed my eating habits and I had upped my mileage. And you gave me the advice to add in some strength training. And that was a game changer. It, was, it wasn't until I started lifting some weights that I actually finally started seeing some pounds come off and I had never really, I've lifted weights a little bit for a long time, but nothing very seriously and no kind of program or anything. And once I started actually working sort of a strength training program is when I really started to see the results. Yeah, no, that's, that's so powerful. And it, it instantly makes me think of like the power of coaching because I guarantee there are some people right now who will be listening to this episode and they go, Oh, I'm not losing the weight I need to lose or I'm not losing the weight I want to lose. I need to start strength training. I need to do more strength training. No, listen guys, that may not be the case for you. (laughs) Like there is, 
strength training is magnificent. It's wonderful, but there's nothing necessarily magical about strength training. This is the power of coaching. Susanna had been running and running and running and her body was accustomed to that. So as she hit a plateau, because I knew of her experience, because I knew of her history, I knew that what her body needed was some strength training. We needed to bring in that strength training element. She needed to build some lean muscle mass to increase her metabolism and it worked beautifully, but that's not the answer for everyone. And so the principles with food and with exercise are very similar. They're very much, uh, you know, they're all, there's a lot of foundational things that are the same from person to person to person, but there is that unique kind of coaching element to go, okay, what exactly does this person need to take the next step? Especially, especially when someone gets down to that last 10 or 15 pounds. And Susanna and I have talked about this in the group, like, it's, you know, it gets to the point where those become the hardest pounds to lose. Uh, versus, you know, if someone needs to lose, say, 50, a lot of times you can drop the first 15, 20, or 30 fairly easily uh, with, with just about anything. So there's nothing magical about running. There's nothing magical about strength training or walking or anything. Uh, the bottom line that I'd like to make clear here for everyone is that exercise can be as simple as walking or as simple as running, or, we, you know, you can add in a variety of, of different things like strength training or circuits or spin or, you know, whatever, all kinds of exercise classes. It's just a matter of determining ex what your body needs to take you where you want to go with your weight loss. And so speaking of that, where are you right now in that process? Have you lost the weight you wanted to lose? Well, <laughs> so I was really rocking along. Um, 2019, I would, I, had gotten back into a pair of jeans that I wore on my first date with my husband 10 years mm -hmm. ago. And I was all happy about that. Um, and I was just rocking along, like I said, <laughs> and then the quarantine hit, the mm -hmm. pandemic hit, and then we're in quarantine. Um, so it was kind of like I shifted my priority a little bit away from weight loss to comfort eating a little bit. Um, and and as a result, I did gain a couple pounds, right? That kind of stands to reason. So I would say, while I'm not quite where I was pre-pandemic, I'm, I'm definitely better than where I was before I started the program. <laughs> Absolutely. I remember, I, I remember distinctly you making that post. And I want to give Susanna incredible credit because she, she and it's one of the things that I try to teach and preach, and, and, and she's naturally great at this, but she gave herself grace during that time, during the quarantine time. So it's what so many people would do and I've seen do is to, to be, just absolutely beat the crap out of themselves mentally. And so then that just, it does nothing but spiral into, you know, this negative cycle of, of more, you know, poor food choices, more comfort eating more, and more weight gain. And then you come out of quarantine feeling absolutely terrible. Yeah. And you, you know, you, they, you beat yourself up, you feel guilty, you feel horrible. And then you feel like, Oh, and then your brain tells you that that wonderful lie. Oh, you've got to start all over. You've done all undone all the good that you did. And I didn't sense that in your post at all, Susanna. That is correct. And Corey, I think this is also one of the really special things about your program and your coaching is that you really try to challenge that shame that so prevalent, right, with people who are trying to change and, and lose weight. And 
I love that aspect that you are so consistent with challenging that shame that people hold. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. And, and you're absolutely right. That is, I mean, you've probably heard me say it before in the group or on the podcast, like nothing positive comes from shame and embarrassment and, you know, just loads of guilt and negativity that bounces around in our head. And that's one of the common elements. It doesn't matter if someone wants to lose 10 pounds or if someone wants to lose a hundred pounds, man, that, that bully in our brain will just beat us up and shame us to death. And so, so let's, let's bring it together here. I've, I've kept you long enough. Um, if you could go back and like share something with yourself from, you know, two years ago, you know, before, uh, before you were ever in my group or anything like that, what's the number one thing that you would want yourself to know? What's the, the number one thing you would want people to know? Just uh, like if they're out there listening, like you were, I guess, watching or listening to my webinar or advertisement or whatever it was, what would you want to say to the old version of yourself? I, you know, I think I would really just want to remind myself that eating a primarily healthier diet makes you feel so much better. It makes you feel so much better physically. It helps sustain your energy throughout the day. There are not as many highs and lows. And most importantly, it really has an impact on mental health and mood. Mm. And I think that's so easy to forget. Yeah, that is so true and so powerful. Um, That's why I like to you know, we address the, the, the shame and the mental aspect in a very heavy way within the group. Obviously, you mentioned that earlier, but that's the part that we haven't really discussed, at least today, you know, is how as we begin to change what foods and nutrients we're putting into our body, it changes what I call the internal ecosystem, which impacts your brain. And so it's a, it's a one-two punch in a very positive way when you actively mentally address the brain, you know, and what's going on up there and the self-talk that's going on in your head, but then you also change what you're putting into your body. So it's this great one-two punch that can really help people get over the hump. So, uh, man, this has been incredible, Susanna. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for sharing and uh, sharing your story and, and just kind of a little bit of your experience. Uh, I appreciate it more than you know, and I'm sure everyone enjoyed it. Oh, thanks so much for having me, Corey. I really enjoyed it. All right, guys, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode and hearing Susanna's story. Susanna, thank you so much again for your willingness to come on the podcast and take your time with me. As all of you know, I always love hearing from you. If you ever want to know more about joining Susanna and becoming part of my inner circle, just shoot me a message on Instagram. I'm Corey Little Coach. Or on Facebook, where I am Corey Little Coaching with an I-N-G on the end. And let's wrap it up like we always do. Don't ever forget that there's more to you and your body than what you weigh. You are so much more than a number on the scales. And losing weight is amazing, but it's really all about gaining life and living the life that we've always wanted to. Thank you so much for your time today. Take care of yourself. Much love. God bless. Bye-bye.